captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Smoke Night Live is brought to you in part by Espinosa Premium Cigars. Amp up your daily smoke with Espinosa Premium Cigars' signature Nicaraguan character. Whether you're a Maduro maniac, a Habano junkie, or simply looking to dial your flavor intensity to 11, smoke Espinosa every day. we go hey it's all right that's all right well, here we go folks this is episode 395 of smoke night live we're hanging out here live in dojo studios it's gonna be a fun night we got a great show planned for you but uh before we get there we gotta say matt this is your uh this is your premiere as uh, a producer tonight moment to shine this is your moment to either really shine most likely crash and burn. Or most likely crash and burn. Uh, Jordan is out this uh, weekend, so Matt has is, is, uh, been kind enough to take over the reins. Matt, there's a lot of buttons to push. Uh, it's, it, it's at least 64 buttons. <laughs> you know, I will say, though, we're live, so yes. we're already 50% of the way there. Yes, the fact, I mean, the we, fact that we're live. We're live. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. Everything's going good. We're right. good. We got this. Now, uh, Matt's gonna, in control. He's Matt, got it. He's got it. He's doing good. He's pushing buttons. He's Button doing smashing. Uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, we have a guest that we've had on more than any other guest because he's probably my favorite guy in the entire cigar industry, and I make no bones about that. Uh, but before we get there, guys, tonight on the show, you can be a winner. If you participate tonight, you can be a winner of the show. Here's how it's going to work. Um, we are going to ha answer 10 burning questions. These questions range from cigar-related questions all the way to uh, non-cigar-related questions. And if you participate on Facebook or YouTube, Scott will be picking uh, winners from each question. If, if the question, Scott, catch my attention, catch his attention, you and know, maybe, maybe be, it's a funny, yeah, it could be funny, could be serious, could be just great conversation piece, whatever. Catch my attention, and I'll write it down. You go into the drawing, one so, of ten. So there'll be uh, ten finalists, so to speak. And at the end of the show, Maddie. I will bring up random.org. I will pick a random number between 1 and 10. And one of those folks that Scotty has uh, written down on his golden piece of paper over there, 
or white, you know, that's <laughs> all good. Somebody's going to win 20 cigars from Jordan's humidor since Ooh. he's not here. Oh, yeah. We're definitely stealing Jordan's cigars for this. But I can tell you right now. That but then again, they're free cigars anyway. That's right. That's all he smokes, yeah. isn't it? There's foundation in there. Oh. There's Espinosa in there. Oh, yeah. Keep going. There is... Um, now I can't remember. Come on. Remember. Come on. You had me. You're losing me. Now Come I, on. There's got to be an Epernay in there. I can't remember what else is in there. But there's 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 10 premium or 20 premium cigars. And yes. Oh, La Gloria Cubana is in there. Um, somebody's going to win 20 premium sticks. So, you know, you're looking at like a uh, $200 or post a, a more than a $200 price. Oh, at least. At least. So um, it'll be fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, let's bring on our guest. Uh, you guys all know him and love him as, uh, probably the most lovable character in the entire cigar industry. Everybody, please welcome William Cigar Coop Cooper. Coop, welcome back to the show. Coop. Hey guys, Eric, thanks uh, for being on. And Matt, great job. I mean, this ain't an easy job you have tonight, so <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't envy you all of that. <laughs> Now, before we get uh, right into these questions, please, guys, uh, do Matt a solid and like, share the show for Matt. Yep. Make it so that his show is a good show. Look at that. He even knew how to bring up the lower third on that one. Good job, Matty. Man, 60% of the way there. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please click the little <laughs> bell. That means that, uh, you know, it really does... You guys be surprised how much this helps if you just click the likes and share and share to your own timeline. It makes all the difference in the world. Let's start by uh, describing what we're all smoking. I ju am just finishing the Fratello Afterburner. And I got to tell you guys, this cigar is great. I almost forgot how good this particular cigar is. The Fratello Afterburner that we did with um, with Omar at the beginning of the, uh, I guess it was the beginning of the summer, June-ish. Matt, what are you smoking? Uh, I am smoking just a good old... Camacho Corojo. Camacho Corojo. Scotty, what do you got burning Oh, I am rocking my house blend Connecticut, my Kimby Connecticut, named after my oldest daughter. There you go. Uh, Coop, what do you got uh, burning tonight? So, uh, you know, normally I don't smoke the same cigar on different shows, and I, but I did smoke this when Terrence was on our show last week, <laughs> and it's a cigar I told you about. It's a cigar I told you about. This is the original release mm. of the Agonorsa Signature. And I'm telling you, these are smoking at next level is, is all I can tell you. It, incredible. I'm, I, I want to just go through them. I don't want to hold them anymore because I think they're peaked at this point. Oh, right. So I think what I would tell people, and I always like this cigar. This is the natural, the Corojo. Get some now. Put some away is what I would advise you to do. But this is um, these are just smoking next level right now. Yeah, you texted me the other day, Coop, and you were like, oh, my gosh. This particular cigar is uh yeah, I was coming. I was I smoke one like on the road back from Texas, and that's when I snapped that picture for you. And since then, I've been going through the box I have at home. I bought a box of these. This is the original box that came out when this first got released. Yeah, that was that so is they, a, that is a good cigar. I know you're not a big it, fan it, of the uh, of the rebrand. Um, well, I'm not. It's not that I don't like the rebrand. It's too many rebrands. <laughs> has been my criticism of it. And Terrence explained a lot of it when he was on the show, so I I, I see his point on it too. Yeah, either way, I mean, um, the, it's tough. It's tough to find a bad cigar for Maginor Salif. Um, even if it's not your favorite, it's always going to be. Uh, it's always going to be a good cigar. Yeah, I mean this this one those these are special, and I I I'm gonna probably get I'll get the new release of these. Now they have the red bands, and I'm gonna just get some and put them away because I, I really see what they were going for. This is an excellent cigar. 
And while we're getting this show started, I am going to, now that I've finished my afterburner, which was delicious, I'm going to fire up this um, McAuliffe. Um, Leanda. That? Yeah, that's it. The Leanda. That's it. Thank you, yeah. Coop. That's what I'm going to fire yeah. up next. I don't know if I've had this one before, so I'm going to see what it's all about. Is that the hey, Robusto or Toro? This is the Toro version of that particular cigar. It's a newer size. Yeah, it's a newer size they've had, yeah. So we'll see how that well, – I'll let you guys know how that burns. But remember now, uh, as we go through these questions, um, you guys got to participate on Facebook and YouTube. You got to give your answers or whatever, and um, we want this to be a fun, interactive show with Coop. Uh, mainly, uh, you know, the fact that Jordan is not around, uh, we thought, hey, while the cat's away. Wait, is that how it's – what is it? While the cat's away, the, the mice will The play. mice. The mice. That puts us in the position of the mice. I don't know if I really like that, but yeah. whatever. Uh, Coop, I'm going to give you a warm-up question. We're not even going to start the 10 questions yet. Okay. I'm going to give you a warm-up question first uh, just okay. so that you get into the flow of this. All right, here's right. the first 10 burning questions, but this is not one of the 10. This is a warm-up question for Coop. Coop, what do you think of the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift power couple – and secondly, did she, do you believe, escape the stadium in a popcorn container? <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it um, because I like the idea of, of music and sports coming together. Uh, so I think, it's, I think it's great. The only problem I had with it was Fox Sports, which is awful. They... During that Kansas City game, they and it was a bad game, but they spent more time going to Taylor Swift's, uh, you know, shaking and jiggling on every shot rather than um, rather than games. They, they were focusing more on her in the game, it seemed like. But um, I'm happy about it. Um, I, I'm curious to see what my colleague Dave Burke's going to think about it on the Jukebox show tomorrow because he's a Taylor <laughs> Swift fan and he loves football. Right. So you say, Coop, is this going to make you a Swifty? <laughs> uh, no, it won't. I don't hate Taylor Swift, by the way. I've gotten... I actually have more of an appreciation for it than I have, but I'm, no, I won't be a Swifty at all. I can assure you that. I think it's pretty obvious, though, that she did escape the stadium in a popcorn container. Now, here's what I was I like, did. yeah, what was it? Yeah, what was Here, that about? You didn't see that, so like, I saw, and, yeah, what yeah. was it? What, like, I didn't know what that was. Basically, so, yeah. so there's a whole bunch of people waiting to see her leave the box. You know, like leave the Kansas City Chiefs uh, box that she was yeah. watching the game in. And nobody ever saw her, but they did wheel out this giant metal, yeah. um, like container that they would you normally. Know. put. And so I was like, the, the, I was like, this That's is lame. This is funny, right? That's hilarious. So then I was talking to my daughter, right, Ava, who's much younger than me, obviously, and she was, and she said, <laughs> oh, "Well, I would hope so." She would. She said to me, guys, that this is not the first time that Taylor Swift has done this. She does. This is like a thing. That she escapes from places like in a box of some sort, so that nobody knows she's leaving. Well, after a while, wouldn't you understand that? Then that's where she is. I mean, it's not really escaping at that point. It's just putting yourself in a box to go away, so people can't get near you. Right. And so when I found that out, I was like, "Oh, well, it's obvious that that's what happened because they wheel out this ginormous box at the end of the night." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of clever. I don't know if Travis Kelsey was in the box too, but. But you know, hey, you think man, about here's it, you go, hoping. Oh. Good on him. Here's hoping. More power to him. But you think about it, right? We have PCA. Look at guys like Sokka and Carlito. These guys can't even go to the bathroom when they leave their booths. I mean, it's it's really that difficult. Matt Booth is another one. Yeah, I think so, of I mean, Guy Fieri. Like, they have to Yeah, literally... I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, so... 
I kind of understand it. You know, like I, you know, right. And I kind of understand it is what I'm saying because this is much bigger than what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nobody yeah. bigger. There's nobody uh, more popular than Taylor Swift. I wouldn't think like that would be tough for her to get out of there. Anyways, yeah. all right, here we go. Uh, Ten burning questions with Coop. Now is the time that you guys can start getting involved in the conversation with us on Facebook and YouTube. The burning question number one, Coop, is a has four answers. Yep. And uh, we're going to talk all these through. And uh, Maddie, Scotty, feel free to uh, add your thoughts as well as we go with Coop. Um, the first one is a sports question, Coop. Mm-hmm. And I want to know from you, because I'm going to write this down, and I'm going to see how accurate you are. Okay. Who will win the next championship in every major sport? So okay. the very next one is Major League Baseball. Then it'll be yep. NFL. I couldn't remember if it was NBA or NHL. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, so we have uh, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. What are your predictions? Okay. Baseball, at the start of the year, just for full disclaimer, I picked the Mets to win the World Series. That really went bad. <laughs> um, okay, so well, now you get another that. chance, Scoop. I got another chance. chance here, right? So, look, I love my Phillies, but, look, this is the Braves year for sure. Um, they're historically good right now. This might be the best Braves team I've ever seen. Really? Um, yeah, this is this, they're really good. I mean, they're stacked, this team. Like, uh, they got pitching. They got hitting. They're the complete package, and uh, you know, I'm going to pick them. You know. Coop is going with the Braves. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really follow uh, baseball, so I don't have a lot to add here. All I know for a fact, all I know for a fact, is that my Colorado Rockies lost triple-digit games, Scotty. <laughs> this year. Well, oh, yeah. we I have mean... to thank. You. Well, your Colorado Rockies did a service to Major League Baseball. Do you know that? Well, okay. What do their, we do? Their their wins over the San Francisco Giants got Gabe Kapler fired, and it, <laughs> and it's and it came out that they played terrible in those Arizona and Colorado games, and that led to the decision. So thank See, you. That to was going to be Rockies. my extra burning question for Coop was exactly how satisfied are you that Gabe Kapler is no longer with the San Francisco Giants? I'm happy. I don't. I'm not happy. The guy lost his job. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not that cruel, but he's going to get a paycheck next year. Uh, but he should not be a major league manager. Now, <laughs> no. I think it so, took lo- I think it took longer than you thought, right? You you expected him to to, to the hun- burn out yeah. right away. The hundred and seven year hundred and seven win season, which I believe was more because of Buster Posey behind the plate, um, led to probably him staying a couple more years longer than I thought. All right, uh, Scotty, Matt, do you guys have any predictions, or do you do you, do you not have one? I don't really I, have I one. Don't. The amount of baseball, I don't care I don't is just palpable. <laughs> wow, there's a lot. I, I just, oh, I that means they can't follow cares. <laughs> I don't follow baseball. I like Never these picks. I, like I mean, I'll watch a little bit of the of the World Series, and that's about all the baseball I'll watch this year. All right, so Coop has the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to just go with Coop because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I'm going to stick with Coop. I feel like. I'm 100% with Coop on this one. Atlanta Braves all the way. All right, Coop, we are just barely into the NFL season, only three games in. The Broncos had a fantastic showing last week against Miami. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Coop, Coop, uh, I know that you kind of enjoyed that one a little bit because Vic Fangio, I know you're a big Vic Vic Fangio. I like Vic. I I got got his revenge, man, I'm telling you. 
They yeah. they brought the wrong defensive coordinator back. Is what I'm just yeah. Telling. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Coop, yeah. what is your pick for the what is the Super Bowl fifty eight seven? What is it? Do we know. Does anybody uh, know? It is. I want to say it's seven. All right. I was thinking seven fifty seven. Right. That sounds yeah. sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, do we know, Coop, who's going to win the Super Bowl? What is your prediction? I will write this down, and we will check back with you after it's over and see how accurate you were. Yeah, actually, I made a, pr- a prediction on this already, and I'm going to stick with it. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. I know okay. they're playing a little down right now, but I'm hoping they, they shake the cobwebs and they get it going in January. So I'm going to go uh, Philadelphia they're solid. Eagles. They're solid. They're I solid. Don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong at all there. I think that's a yeah. solid pick. Now, my next yeah. burning question for you guys on that one to add on, because I'm going to add little trailers on this one. Uh, how is the Broncos, or how are the Broncos, Favored by three to the Chicago Bears this Sunday. <laughs> that's that's my burning question. Because the absolute dumpster fire that we put up last weekend is the just, Bears are ugh. the Bears are awful. It's just they're really bad. I mean, how are they worse at home? I, I just woo. I I think that that there the Bron actually remember before the Miami game, I told Matt and Scott, I said. The Broncos match up horrifically with the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, you called it. You Remember called that? it. We were mm-hmm. talking about it last week. Yeah, and, and I I didn't expect that, that no, the Dolphins no were. Expect. I knew it was going to go bad, 70, but not that uh, bad. But I I did feel like it was a bad matchup for the Broncos. But in the with the Bears, it, incredibly, the Broncos actually kind of match up well with the Bears because our offense isn't that bad. I, I don't want to talk too much about the Broncos, but. I do think the Broncos match up well with the Bears. Both teams are terrible. This is basically the Caleb Williams um, collapse for Caleb. Yeah, collapse for Caleb. Um, so Coop's going with the Eagles. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna give some love to the Dolphins. I feel like Oof. the Dolphins. I'm gonna pick the Dolphins for the Super Bowl. I feel like they've got the speed. And they're going to win. It's going to be a big party in Miami, baby. What do you think, uh, Maddie? I, actually, I know what you think, Maddie. But, you know what I, I want to say, and I, I'm going to pick the Bills because if they don't do it soon, it's it's less and less likely. But, I mean, <laughs> of course they're, you're gonna they're pick doing the great. They're doing, they had one bad game. The first game was a weird game. It should be a really fun game on Sunday with the Dolphins, and that'll really tell oh, what's going to happen the rest of the Season. I have them going. To, I have them losing to the Eagles, but I think they're going to go through the AFC this year. I think this is the year they get through the AFC. They got to do it. Yeah. Scotty yeah. got a pick. Yeah. You know what? I'm going with the tried and true, the known commodity in the NFL right now. I'm saying the Chiefs take it. All right. I think I think it's going to be one of those pick. where they're just you know they always seem to start out just a little bit rough and a little bumpy, and then they smooth it out and they get it all firing by the end of the season, and then they're the team to beat. All right, so Coop's got the Braves winning the MLB. He's got the Eagles winning the NFL. Coop, who will win the next NBA championship? And yes, right now the Denver Nuggets are still NBA champions, and they will be until next spring. Coop, are they going to repeat? No. So, um, but they'll get to the finals, or maybe actually the conference finals. So we did a music show on Jukebox on basketball, and, and the question came up, who do you like on the upcoming NBA season? This is way before the Lillier trade. And I picked Milwaukee. And I think earlier now, that's going to be a tremendous acquisition for them. So um, I'm going to go Milwaukee. Coop's going Bucks. Uh, as you might imagine, Scotty, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets will repeat 
Oh yeah, unstoppable. It's hard force. to it's hard to repeat though. You know, sometimes these teams get cobwebs. You know, it is. Hangover. It is. You I, are so, right. I actually yeah. think here's the thing though. Here's the thing. The Nuggets, they're young. They're only going to get better. Like they were, uh, they were unstoppable last year. I think they're going to be unstoppable. Right. They made it look pretty easy. Year. I think last that year, it'll right? be a little tougher because I don't imagine the Miami Heat are, are going to have the postseason no, that they had last year. Phoenix is going to be better too. That's my. Th- that's I think Phoenix is going to be a lot better this year. That's no, probably a lot of people. A lot of people are picking Phoenix. The Nuggets yeah. going to knock them off. All right, Coop. Last one, Scotty. Are you uh, taking audience? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Coop, you better tread lightly on this topic because you know right. what a hockey fanatic yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, who will win the next NHL Stanley Cup? I'm not a fan of this team, even though I live in the state, but Carolina Hurricanes. Mm. The Flyers are my team, but yeah, I think the Hurricanes get it done this year. It's, it's kind of weird, right? Because the Hurricanes, they, they're, they're, oh, they, they're on the precipice a lot. You know, so they could they either like can't get, they could either be better or they could have an off we, year and fall off. The yeah, that's kind of tough. Yeah, it's sort of tough exactly. to predict. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. not a bad pick. I mean, um, it's definitely not going to be the Rangers because they threw everything that they had at it last year and it didn't work out. Um, obviously, the Avalanche had a, a, an off year with all the injuries and stuff. Boston's not going to do that season. Oh again. no! I mean, that was great. That was the yeah. most amazing collapse of all time. Yeah. We loved every second of <laughs> yeah. it. Matt, I got to say, I don't. I don't think it's quite yet Sabres time. No, no, they it's not I think quite they yet. But they're the, on the. They the might streak. make they, the playoffs. They make it to the playoffs this year. But they they're might. definitely not going to make. I think it to the Tage cup. Thompson is a future star. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, but it's gonna. Of course, it's gonna be the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. They will come back. They stay if they stay healthy. They're gonna be a threat. Yes. And regain it with Kale McCarr. Yeah. So, all right, so Coop is going um, Carolina. I got that down. All right, Scotty, do we know, do you have a name picked out that is a finalist for tonight's cigar-winning contest? So I'm starting off with the first comment that I saw since it's the first question. So oh. the first one going in is Michael Barnes with his comment that the Broncos will lose to the Cubs. <laughs> Wait, Michael Barnes? Yes, All Michael right. Barnes. Michael Barnes, you are you, you are, are in. in. Hey, Michael we'll Barnes is Cubs. in the contest. Good job, Michael Barnes. All right, Coop, you ready for the next burning question of the night? Yes. Uh, this is actually question one B. Well, this is the, this is it doesn't count. This one doesn't count, Scotty. I just added. I just added in the sports question. Yeah. yeah, it's in the sports question. This you guys. Yeah. Are, this doesn't count, Coop. I just want your quick thoughts. What do you think of Deion Sanders, aka Coach Prime, and what he's doing in Boulder? Is this something that you find interesting or no? No, I'm not a fan of his act <laughs> um, by any means. Um, it's way too soon to anoint this guy like Nick Saban here. He's he won a couple of games out of the gate. The, the TCU game, I'll give him that. Um, so, but I'm just not ready to annoy him. But what I will say is, he's making enough of an impression where he's going to do some heavy recruiting, and he has a chance to build that program up. Um, because I think the recruits are going to want to play. As much as I'm not a fan of his act, there are the players are going to love this playing for this guy, and he's going to get some high level recruits out of that. Yeah, the they're a couple. So they're, watch they're, them. They're at but least they're not going to win that championship. Yeah. yeah. But you don't. Yeah. You don't like the. Uh, you don't like the show. I don't like a coach who wears sunglasses. I mean, I'm sorry. Take, <laughs> uh, you know, come. You know, it's a little about him. I hate to say it's a little about him. I, it's I mean, a lot about him. <laughs> it's a lot about him, right? That, that's what, 
you know, and then he, you know, he's, I don't know, he's preaching this right way and stuff. Just, just coach and win. And that's what you want to do. Coach and win. That's all you got to do. Now, this is another rough one for me because I've been a Buff fan since way, way back. Uh, Sal and Nessie days. Yeah. Coach McCartney, you know, all that. I've been following the Buffs. Obviously, they're my team. I'm, I, I love it, but there's a little bit of me, Coop, that kind of agrees with you. I mean, I love the yeah. fact that we're relevant again, but there's a yeah. little bit of me that uh, agrees with you that there's too much stuff going on. Just focus on football. You know what I mean? But, but Eric, if he stays there five, seven years, right, and he gives yeah. a commitment to Colorado five, seven years, and he has six, I'll give him all the credit in the world then. I, I think he's going to get – I think he's, he's going to be tempted by Cowboys money in a year or two. That's what my thing is. I say three years. Three years is what we get in Colorado with Coach Prime. If you get either, let's, in, yeah. let's enjoy these he either three bails years, baby. for the SEC or the NFL. That's my call. Yeah, right I, I I think that's a good prediction. Yeah. All right, Coop. This is question number two, and this yep. is an actual question that you guys can enter on Facebook and YouTube. Coop, in the next ten years, will the cigar industry grow or shrink, and why? I still think it's going to grow. Um, despite really? today, the, From, yeah, despite the appeal today, which I was, I was one of the few people who thought there was going to be an appeal. So, uh, um, I do think it's going to grow, but I think the big is going to be getting bigger in this case. So, um, one thing that, you know, I just think the big are going to get bigger and they're the ones who are going to grow this thing, not the small companies. Um, you know, ultimately the FDA doesn't want to deal with 150 companies. They want to deal with a small amount of companies. That's how it was when they regulated airlines and pharmaceuticals and et cetera. And I think that's what they love to have with cigars. But, um, you know, so they're going to make it tough for the small company. But so I think the big get bigger as a result of things. But does that uh, – and you? but that doesn't – that wouldn't necessarily mean that the cigar industry as a whole grew or shrunk. Um, like we, we're, we're definitely a boom during COVID. We're, we're in a boom already because um, cigars are popular right now. And then we got into this whole COVID boom because everybody's staying home and smoking cigars. So what what will be the driving force to keep this boom growing? Is it a cultural thing, you think, or is this uh, a marketing thing? Do you believe that um, it will remain as popular uh, cigar smoking with the general public as it is right now? Online retailers obviously did really well in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think in the end that it's easier to get access to cigars in 2023 than it was in 2003. So I think that has contributed to the growth we've seen in the industry. Um, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of this was unknown 20 years ago for everyone. Uh, so unless the FDA shuts down advertising, which is not totally impossible, I, 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 still, I still think there's, um, you know, it can grow. You know, I look at a company for them like Rocky Patel. They're a pretty big company. I still think they have all this untapped potential in terms of social media that they haven't even Un unleashed. I mean, I, I'd be if I'm Rocky Patel. I'm looking at Fuente and look at what Fuente did, and I'm like, I'm Rocky Patel. I think, wow, I could probably do just as good with Fuente, and they haven't really unleashed that yet. So, um, you know, that's my feeling on that. I think, uh, I think there's definitely growth here for this. You know, you mentioned the pandemic. I think, you know, the other thing that's that's still, you know, as much as I've been kind of negative on the limited editions, um, the limited editions still keep people interested in the industry, is what I'll say. Um, even though I think some of the releases have just, they're not the same as they used to be, but you know, the fact that when it is a, a limited edition, it, it does solve the what's new thing and the what's new thing does keep people interested in things. So, so, you know, it, it's, it's not totally a bad thing, but I think it grows. I, I don't think it grows exponentially, but I think we have a, a smooth growth uh, throughout right. the decade. Yeah. 
I I believe that uh, it will shrink. I think that in the next ten years, you'll see uh, it come it come back to sort of a normal uh, level. Uh, this is a boom. Anytime you're in a boom, it usually ends, and I think it will sort of end. I don't think it's a disaster, or it's not going to go back to like when it crashed in the '90s. Uh, I don't think. No, that. we'll never. Um, no, but I do think that it'll come down to earth a little bit uh, based. Uh, one of the main factors is inflation that we're fighting right now. And there's going to be less expendable income as soon as um, everybody's COVID money is, is all dried up and the, the savings from COVID money is dried up. Uh, there'll be less to spend on cigars. So I, I believe that it, you know, cigar companies are going to have to be a little bit more careful about how they, they market and how they spend their money. We will have that. Yeah, when the inflation and the economy will dictate a dip, but I think in the question was ten years. I think in ten years we'll still grow because I think we've created a lot of these new smokers uh, out of the pandemic. I think that was a big thing, where the amount of us is more than we were five years ago. All right, Scotty, do you have an entry for question number two? Yes, sir. I sure do. Okay. Entry for number two. We are going with Randy Harrison, okay. the other Randy. And her statement was, it will grow, but it will get pricey like the bourbon market has. Mm, interesting. Good good, good, uh, good answer, Randy Harrison. Thank you for participating along. All right, Coop, question, burning question number three. Right. Uh, will the changes that the PCA trade show are, have announced, will they ultimately hurt or help the trade show? Uh, and the changes being... The date change, uh, moving it to March, and possible venue changes. How do you see that playing out? It will be a benefit ultimately on balance, or will it not be a benefit? I don't think it'll be as big a benefit as you as everyone thinks, right? So I'm going to tell you what happened at PCA. I was at that opening day where they were doing the hand roll movie, and then they had the uh, the the business meeting, you know, where they kind of do the business of the PCA. And Scott Pierce gets up and announces, hey, next year we're going to March. And everyone cheers, right? Rounding applause. And then he announces, hey, in 2025, we're going to New Orleans. And it was like crickets. <laughs> no one cheered on that. I'm telling you, that was the reaction. And I think that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. So first of all, I don't think that this, this time change is going to have as big an impact as they think. Although I think it created a positive vibe for the, for the trade show by moving it. Like people are happy about it. But when this thing goes to New Orleans, and it, and I I heard it, I've heard the talk it's going five years to New Orleans. They're saying one year. I believe it's going to be two years because I, the problem is they don't have a place in Vegas now. That they moved this thing to the spring, they're having trouble finding a place in Vegas mm -hmm. to do it in the spring. So if they go two years in New Orleans, if they have to go two years in New Orleans and lay an egg, which it's going to be a problem. I think it's going to offshoot all that move to the spring. And I just I have confidence the PCA can put on a good show in New Orleans better than they did 10 years ago. But I'm just telling you, I don't think New Orleans is going to have – maybe people will be excited the first year, but the second year, I think it's going to be another story. And if they have to go more than two years, they're going to have a problem. That's how I'm reading this. So on balance, what do you think the two changes? Does, they, does the, the springtime make up for the venue change, or does the venue change ultimately – Heard it, even though there's a, a date change. What would you say on balance? I think ultimately the venue is going to hurt it more because right. in reality, yeah, I think people either want to go to Vegas or they want to go to New Orleans. I, I think this whole thing about when it is is 
and I've I've gotten beaten up on it. I think it's so overblown. People go to the trade show, whatever it is, is what I'm saying. There's a few people who are very vocal about it, but um, and we could debate that whole thing, like why it's bad and around Fourth of July. But I'm just saying, they either want to go to Vegas or they want to go to New Orleans. That's that's where it's going to come down to. And I don't think they're going to want to go to New Orleans. All right, Scotty, do you have a entry for question number three about the PCA? All right. So I am going to scroll through because I was chatting. So give me two seconds here. I, I give chatting. you one job, Scotty. I know, but Tanner's here and I we haven't talked in one. a while. I know. Whoa, Tanner's here? I'm all chatty Kathy. So. Connor. Oh, not Tanner. Jesus, Connor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's been a long week. Bear with me. Gosh darn it. All right. All right, cool. I'm just going to go with the first one that pops up to me on this one. We're right. going with the sheriff, Steve Toth. Steve It'll hurt because I won't get a fresh invite. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Steve Toth, for that. That's Appreciate pretty good. It. Good job. All right, uh, Coop. Question number four, and I know, I know that you pay a ton of attention to this. In the in the last few months, we have had all kinds of chatter, even coming from the government itself, about UFOs. And I just want to know, Coop, do you believe that we are being visited? By intelligent life from outer space, do you believe that the UFOs that, that, I mean, obviously UFOs are real. If we can't identify it, it's an unidentified flying object. That's not my question. My question is, do you believe that these UFOs are intelligent life from outer space? Absolutely not. All right. Why? Because we have, okay, so first of all, this is predicated on the fact that this space is like almost this infinite landscape, right? That's supposedly it's an infinite landscape. And we have a lot of knowledge of the galaxies. And we there's no life form anywhere even close close to us, right? How So in, in, how are they finding this like one Earth? It's kind of like this speck. They're finding this one speck and they found out that there's life here. That would also predicate the fact that they're more technically technology advanced from us how come every time i see aliens they're always more advanced than us like we're always like behind them in, in these stories about <laughs> aliens i think we're the more advanced society so i don't i don't i don't see it i think it's a great it makes great drama it makes great storytelling but no i don't think we're being visited by other planets uh, we someone by now would have found an alien and captured it <laughs> so what do you think these are what do you what do you think? They're, this... they're unidentified flying objects, is what they are. <laughs> they're not from outer space, though. There's someone's flying something around, you know. They all just happen to be around military bases. Mm. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Like, why right. aren't we looking at that reason before we kind of go? Coop, I have to tell you, I agree with you 100 percent on this one. <laughs> wow, uh, I think you're gonna kill me on this one. No, 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 no. I'm I'm 100 percent on board with you. Uh, if they're gonna fly all this way. You know, then and they know where our military bases are, like, and you know, maybe North Korea doesn't, <laughs> but but these aliens from like infinity do. Like. And what's the point? Like, what's the payoff for them? Like, yeah. how does how does what do they what 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 does it help? Like, if they're gonna do it, like they should, you know, you'd think that they would like uh, try to communicate yeah. with us. Like, we're yeah. trying to communicate with them, and they don't try to communicate with us. Like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Scotty. Yeah, I'm sure you've I'm got ready a this lot time. of answers. Oh, yeah. There was a ton of comments on this one. I'm rolling with Jimmy Burster. 
If I was an alien, I would lock the doors and drive on by. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why would you want to even come on to this mess? Anyway? <laughs> I know. There's no intelligent life here. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah. why don't you check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Before we find intelligent life in, in space, let's try to find it here first. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. All right. This is question number five of our 10 burning questions for Coop. Coop, what cigar companies are most likely to be acquired in the upcoming years. And as a side note to that, uh, who will be doing the acquiring? Now, this could be cigar brands, cigar companies, factories, cigar media, online retailers, uh, brick and mortars. Do you see any major acquisitions coming down the pike? Any predictions? Yeah, I have a few. Um, So the first one is Rocky Patel. And why I'm picking Rocky Patel? Look, this is purely speculative in this one, okay? Um, Rocky's now 62. He's, I think he's going to want to retire at some point. And I don't think he has a succession plan. Do this robots from retire? What... <laughs> <laughs> right. So I do think he is prime for a major acquisition. Um, and it would be, but it would have to be for a lot of money. So I do think Rocky Patel would be the first one. Um, I've heard EPC thrown, EP Carrillo thrown around for the same reason, but I think the kids are kind of coming more on board with that business right now. So unless EP Carrillo was given a huge offer, I, I don't see that one happening. You know, the other one that's been floating around, you've probably heard this one is Davidoff. Mm, yeah, I have I, heard I it. I don't think I don't think Davidoff sells out Lock, Stock, and Barrel, but I can see them maybe selling one of the brands off, like Camacho. Mm. That would so be, I can I can see that one happening definitely. Who what what type of companies could even pull off either of those? Um, it would have to be one of the big four or an equity company. So it would have to be like an STG or an Altidus. Now, in the past, I would have said Altidus is off the map as far as doing acquisitions go. But I think things are starting to change in that company right now, especially with some of the new ownership there. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Altidus do some of that acquiring there. Do you, Do you have any um, any predictions for um, like what would be what would be a smaller company that has a chance of of being scooped up by a larger company? A smaller company. Um, like for I'll throw I'll throw some names out. Like yeah could, yeah. Could you imagine, you know, Steve Saka selling? Could you imagine Nick Melillo being scooped up? Could you imagine uh, Espinoza? Could you imagine, uh, you know, something like that? Yeah, I could definitely see Nick Melillo selling for sure. I think Nick, if he had it, this is, again, I'm putting speculation here. Sure, obviously, Nick, we're, just, we're just spitballing. If, if Nick had a chance to be acquired, let's say, by STG, and he could be one of the, you know, Big heads of STG, like get a serious role in STG. Um, I think he would sell it in a heartbeat. That that's just my thing. Steve, I think Steve though is a point where he's just gonna want to get out and, and and get his money. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, and I think Eric would absolutely. Eric wants to make money. If if someone comes across and buys Eric, Eric buys Eric out. Um, I think he could do that one as well. So I could definitely see that one um a couple of others you know i don't see like like smaller companies you said was there another one you said after that no 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a tricky one, right? Like, all of those are sort of tricky in a way because Espinoza, Dunbarton, and Foundation, they're they're all driven 100% by the guy that's in, in charge. You know, I can like see protocols. It's, it's, yeah. it's Steve. It's it's Nick. It's Eric. Like you'd have to, and I'm not saying you're wrong on those. I'm just right. saying like those. Like there's there are brands out there that aren't like so predicated. Like take La Polina for instance, right? Like uh, La Polina. That's not really like you don't like associate La Polina. I know. I know. You know. In in years past, maybe you would have uh, associated with Paley and all that, but right. like. Not so much anymore. Like, not all the brands are as predicated on this one guy as some of those are, you know. But Rocky Patel is also kind of that way. You know, yeah, I I agree on that one. Um, you know, the other one that I had that really came to mind, um, in this whole thing was um, potentially Agonorsa Leaf, maybe down the road. It's tricky I can maybe with them because they're a factory, you know. Too. I mean, yeah. I guess I guess the whole kit and caboodle could go. Um, yeah, but an interesting one, acquiring company and the one that kind of, I think is going to try to do it right. And they, and because they can have, they have the money to do it and they're going to basically say to the industry, look, we did it is El Septimo. Mm. I can see El Septimo going and saying, well, we're going to acquire one of you guys right now. See what we did. See how big we're going to be now. Now we have our, our own cigars, and now we're going to have this other. I, and guess what? Anyone in the cigar industry would sell to Eptosemo for the right price. Don't don't kid yourself, right? If they if they got a check from El Septimo, they'll do it. Well, yeah, I think the right price for sure, right? Uh, anybody would. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think like there's a lot of small brands that would love to do it, but uh, it has to, you know, obviously it has to make sense for both parties. For a long time, Coop, people thought like AJ Fernandez would be one that would get like absorbed into either Altidus or General or something like that. Yeah, I mean that could still happen sometime down the road, but I think AJ's asking price was pretty high. Yeah, so. he does he he does have a lot of infrastructure, so it would be a it would be a massive deal. Um y- yeah. but he, does, he already does so much stuff for you know, Altidus and a couple other brands and yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I could see some companies like maybe Matilde selling, right? A small brand like that. I could see someone. I could see Crown Heads and Osgener merging. Mm. You know, that to me, that why would they not merge at some point? That makes too much sense to do that. Um, I don't think Padron's. I've heard things about Padron. I don't think they're selling. I think Romacraft would sell for the right price. You know, again, I think uh, you know Skip would definitely sell it for the right price. So, uh, you know, a couple other companies who look at Toscano as a company that could do a lot of acquiring. They got a lot of money too. Mm, interesting. That'd be that would yeah. be a, that would be a, a curveball. That would be curveball, but you know, they <laughs> I've, I've known that they've made a couple of attempts already. So interesting. Uh, yeah. So, and I think the other company you mentioned it's a little bigger than some of the companies you mentioned. I think CLE wants to get bigger. Hmm. And wouldn't it be interesting if they acquired Camacho? I don't know. It's wow. just an interesting thought. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if like Christian tries to get this thing back now? Right. But he's gonna have to pay too much for it. That's gonna be the problem. That would be a bizarre turn of events. You, that would be totally bizarre. But it, I can also see this things that CLE's doing to me that they're saying we don't want to be a medium-sized company anymore. We want to be bigger. 
you know, recently, like, Tom Wazook is now going to be focusing a lot more on asylum. So he turned the national sales duties over. You know, they're doing a lot of this tobacco. They're buying farms in South America and different places. So it's almost like they're getting and – and I think Christian kind of separated out from his father for a reason. I think it was on the growth side is what he was in, in, trying to do. Interesting. All right, Scotty, do we have a entrance for this question number five? Yes, we do. I am going with Alex Molman, and his statement was Rocky Patel gets acquired by STG. Mm, okay. Uh, there was the Coop acquiring dojo comment out there. That was a cool one. <laughs> I wouldn't make Eric Meyer motion. I can tell you he's not now, but uh, he'd probably acquire me as well. <laughs> All right, so that's ha we're halfway through, folks. We got five more questions with Coop, but before we get to there, ladies and gentlemen, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, Espinosa, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Smoke Light Live is also brought to you by Espinosa Premium Cigars. Espinosa Cigars was Cigar Dojo's first ever Cigar of the Year winner. Since then, they have consistently placed their cigars on our coveted year-end list, placing more than any other brand. Whether crafting full-bodied Maduros at the San Latano factory or whipping up zesty Habanos at the fan-favorite Lazona factory or even serving up knuckle sandwiches with Guy Fieri, Espinosa packs the flavor that craft cigar fanatics crave. Get in the Lazona state of mind with hit releases such as the 601 Blue, Espinosa Habano, Murcielago, or the opulent orange treat that Eric Espinosa himself dubbed L'Orange. With a lineup this good, you'll have no excuse but to smoke Espinosa every day. This is episode 395 of Smoke Night Live. Our guest is William Cigar Coop Cooper. We have 10 burning questions with Coop and you guys could win. We are giving away 20 premium cigars tonight. All you got to do is answer these questions yourself on Facebook or YouTube. And if you are picked by none other than our good buddy Scott Brayband, yeah, you're catch entered. Me. Catch my eye. We've already got five entrants, Scott. Uh, can you quickly uh, review the five entries so okay, far? Okay, so I'm going to go with the names. I'm not going to say what every statement was. Yeah. So Michael Barnes. Randy Harrison, Steve Toth, Jimmy Burster, Alex Mallman are the first five that are entered in to get those 20 cigars. All right. Good luck to all of you guys. Coop, yep, are absolutely. you ready to get back to our 10 burning questions? Yes. All right. Here we go. Question number six. On balance, is artificial intelligence ultimately a positive or negative influence on humankind? It's a negative there's wow. no pos. I don't see any positives from it. No positives uh, at all. No, it's is if maybe it's fun to do. It's a little fad, but I don't think it's advancing humankind at all. I think it's like you know. I think it's taking the human out of humankind is what's happening. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on before you go too far. I mean, think about like uh, UPS or FedEx or Southwest Airlines. 
like using artificial intelligence to handle their logistics, things that that we would have taken, you know, months for guys to plan out. Now they can figure out some of these logistics, you know, with the click of a button. Like it, 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 there, there has to be some positives. Um, technology wise, I think there are, and I think these companies, and actually I have some exposure to these companies outside of cigars. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of technology things that they can do, but when you're talking about, I still think there's a major part of all those companies are the people. And, you know, in the end, I think you can't substitute something for, for good people. You know, you couldn't have whipped up an image of Steve Saka, you know, uh, getting a piggyback ride from Sasquatch uh, just with the click of a button before artificial intelligence. So how can that not be a positive? <laughs> but is it advancing? <laughs> the question was, uh, is it having a positive and negative influence on humankind? Okay, maybe I'll give it a little positive because it puts put a smile on my face. But ultimately, no, it's not going to do much for that. On a balance, you'd say it's it's a negative. It's a negative. And wait till the AI cigar blends come. It's coming. Just Just wait. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. I'm curious. Uh, you're a you're kind of a techie guy. What do you, what's your what would your answer have been? Oh, it's definitely a positive. Why would you say that? Well, uh, it's just like like when any big advancement happens, things get better. Like when the car came along, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna lose our jobs because now we can't sweep after the horses." But then the cars came along, and there were more jobs, new jobs, just like AI. It's gonna bring in new jobs, jobs we couldn't. That's think a fair of. point. People I think that's better a... businesses that they own themselves. I think it's a great idea. I think that's a very fair point, though, what you say. It's going to create different jobs. I think that's probably – I don't know if they're going to be great jobs, though, but yeah. I wonder if we'll end up sweeping after horses again. Hopefully. <laughs> Sounds like a great job. Scotty, uh, before you give me the answer – or before you give me the uh, entry, uh, what would you have answered? How would you have answered that question? Uh, so this one I'm going to go a little bit more complicated on that one. I, th I see it as a positive and a negative. In the positive side, I see how it could improve logistics for big business and corporations like you were talking about, those big companies, how it could really streamline things and make that a lot better for everyone as a society, it, not only shipping, but also just travel in general where it could make things a lot smoother. But in terms of things like, uh, well, I'm dealing with it right now, I have three high schoolers and having them have to still write their own papers and not cheat and just plug things into AI till it spits out the paper that they want. Mm. I see that as a huge negative. I feel like that's dumbing down our society as a whole. It's not forcing us to actually work and be creative. It's letting the machines be creative for us. So I can see it as a positive, but I also see it as a big negative. I see it as a positive until uh, AI eventually takes over and we become part of the matrix. Connor, am I right, Connor, about that? I can see. Yeah. You. <laughs> uh, all right, Scotty, uh, do you have a an entrant for question six? I sure go. do. And okay. it is Mark Burns with his statement of everyone forget about Terminator already. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> totally negative. All right. Thank you, Mark Burns. You are entered into the contest. All right, Coop, this is probably the the question that everybody's really yep. waiting for yep. you to answer, I think, mm -hmm. uh, more than any yeah, other Yeah, I have question. a lot on this one, too. Question number seven on the burning questions for Coop. What current fashion trend can you get on board with, and which fashion trend grinds your gears? 
So I do, I, as you know, I do follow the fashion industry. <laughs> I, I, I do. And I, I, I think I successfully predicted the, the return of the micro mini skirt a couple years ago. Yes, man. Did. I absolutely I did. love that Coop just said that, by the way. That just made my we need, we Thank need that. you, Coop. We need that as a soundbite. Yes. Um. I did. I did predict that, okay? It didn't last long, but I predicted it, right? So what I did with this oh. question is I divided it up into uh, getting on board with from men getting on board with for women and then what grinds my gears for women and what grinds right. my gears for men. I kind of I kind of went both. So let's start with women, okay? First of all, back to the mini skirts. Keep <laughs> the mini skirts going. There's there's no I don't care what size you are. I don't care. I love a mini skirt. Like just so I don't, I don't care what but, size but, you are. I don't care what I size see. you are. I just I don't like care. Yeah, I don't care if you're size 0 or size 10 or 20. I don't care. It's it's, it's a great I like I like them. But I did try to pick a new trend here. Okay. Okay. And my and the new trend is cream knee high boots. Oh. They're hot. They are hot. <laughs> I, I I don't think they're practical like to go out in the snow with, but uh, or, you know, but cream colored knee high boots. They're in fashion this year. I've been told. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we should just end the show right there. Yep. That I think that, 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 that was the that, that was the pinnacle. It's all downhill from here. Right. All right, keep going. All right, for men. Um, always a little tougher to do for men, but uh, apparently the sport jackets and blazers are once again in vogue. And in fact, some of the plaid sport jackets are coming back this year. Love sp- sport jacket. In fact, I've gotten away from them. I'm going to start wearing the sport jacket again. Great. You can't go wrong with a sport jacket, including some double-breasted sport jackets that make it a comeback. Mm. So, so I'm going to go with sport jackets for men. Okay. Uh, I can get on board with those. All right, I'm going to stick with men, and I'm going to go Kino pants. I've just got to go. grind. They grind my gears. What? The return Chino of the Kino pants. They're, they're cool. I, I like Kino pants. Do, yeah, that was women for a miniskirt, John. <laughs> no, I do not. I will not wear Kino pants. I'm sorry. I cannot get on board with Kino pants. Wow, Coops, Coops yeah. against the Kino pants. Who would have thought? Yeah. Well, not Chino. Apparently, they're making a big comeback. All right, women. what about uh, for women? Metallic footwear and fluorescent handbags. <laughs> This goes to show you that women are just truly slaves to fashion. If you're buying metallic footwear and fluorescent handbags. Oh, God. This is the greatest segment of any cigar Smoke Night Live in the history of Smoke Night Lives. I, I was in a downtown area of Charlotte, and I saw, like, like older women with these, like, fluorescent handbags. They look like they're handbags for a 13-year-old. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Remember they had the women were, were carrying diaper bag purses like ten years ago. I remember that. So yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. So those, that's what that's what I do not like metallic footwear. What, it just doesn't. What do, what do you prefer, the diaper bag purse or the the neon purse? Oh, the the diaper bag purses were the worst. <laughs> they, I, I, they were the worst. But they're functional. You, they're, they're essentially back. At least it, at least they're functional, and at least, like I said, you can use them as a diaper bag. You can't use a fluorescent <laughs> handbag for fluorescent handbag is like for a thirteen-year-old, uh, you know, put gum in and stuff like that. Oh, he's got some really strong opinions on this. It's uh, great. Uh, I have, Scotty. I have, I have friends in the fashion in- industry too, so that's kind of why I'm, I always have an interest in that. Yeah. All right, Scotty, do we have a? Uh... A winner. Yes, or we a, do. Uh, entrance. We sure do. And I am, can I say, Coop, this was absolutely awesome that you had this much to say on fashion. I, 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 I love it. I love it. It was great. But yes, I have one. It is Mike Hakens with his comment. Mm. As, with mini skirts, size makes a big difference. You have to know your limitations. Mm. 
You All do, right. you do, you do. But there's Thank a mini you. skirt for everybody, is what I'll say. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> every woman, every woman. Not according men, to yeah. Coop, it doesn't size does not matter. And when it comes to yeah. mini skirts, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter. All right, so uh, congratulations, Mike Hakins. You are entered to win twenty premium cigars right out of Jordan's humidor since he's not around. Too bad for him, huh, huh Matt? Yeah, I Dude, wish I could. Yeah, that's this. good. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> All right, Coop, this one might take us a little bit. Uh, question number eight, because I've got some as well. We can talk these yep. through. Yep. Coop, what are a few – now, guys, if you're guys, gals, if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, I really want some input on this one. You gotta Think about it while Coop and, and me are talking about this because there's some good ones out there. Uh, question number eight, what are a few of the best cover songs ever recorded? Now, Coop, here's what we can do. How many do you got? Five. I got five also. So maybe you go, yeah. I go, you go, I go, and we'll kind of talk these through. Yep, yep. All right, what's your first one? So this one was a, a song that wasn't really popular, but it was a band called The Zootons uh, recorded it. Uh, that's but my then first it re- one too. Amy Winehouse. Oh my God. Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson yeah. Valerie. Yeah. That became Amy's, it didn't just become a cover, it became her song. Right. It, it is an amazing, uh, Mark Ronson, who's the producer on that thing, he really kind of crafted that song for Amy Winehouse, and, and, and she just delivered on it. I, I think what most people – this actually, this is my number one also, which is crazy. Me and Coop picked yeah. the exact same song. We did not yeah. – We by the way – We did not uh, know. We did not know, yeah. We did not talk about this beforehand. Um, I think the craziest part of this is nobody's ever heard the Zootons version of this, and it was only a year before Amy recorded hers. 2006, the Zootons did Valerie, and then 2007, uh, Amy Winehouse did it. But Amy's, if you, I don't, did you have you listened to the original Coop? Yes, yeah. It's it's a different vibe. It's a altogether. slower pace, slower pace. Uh, it's, very it's more different of a vibe, jangly, yeah. j- jangy kind of rock kind yeah, of tune. Yeah. But Amy just she turned around and just absolutely destroyed the song. Absolutely, one of the greatest cover songs of all time. All right, Coop, what's it, your it, next it, one? Yeah. All right, so this is a, a, a more another unknown one. It was uh, originally done by someone by the name of Gloria Jones, but then it was covered by a, a one-hit wonder band called Soft Cell, and it's Tainted Love. Mm, okay. So yeah. if you heard the Gloria Jones version, it's more of a, it's from the '60s. It's kind of got a little bit of that Motown vibe to it, and then Tainted Love just made it this like uh, synth pop, like kind of a little darker spin to it. Um, and I, I think it's one of the greatest one-hit wonder songs ever. Uh, I Didn't love that, that song. That, that song, uh, if I remember right, uh, it ends up changing into "Where Did Our Love Go" at the end. Yeah. Yep. Right. They sort of yep. morph. That song morphs into. Where did our yeah exactly? Yeah. So there was a little bit of that, and then the ironic thing is that um, Rihanna then took this song for SOS and sampled it. So yeah. Okay, I've got one for you, Coop. Now I I I didn't. I tried to pick obscure ones. Um, yeah. Ones that. That weren't on any like if you like look yep. on on Google for like um, good cover songs. Some of those yep. are great, obviously. I tried to pick ones that weren't on any of those lists. And my next one is a song called "Alone Again" or, and it was uh, originally recorded in 1967 by a band called Love, but the, okay. the the amazing cover of it is by The Damned in 1986. I you haven't guys, heard this one. I gotta be honest. You, you guys got to listen to this as soon as the show is over. The French horns in this song are absolutely amazing. Listen to Alone Again or 
by The Damned. I'm telling you, it is one of, it's one of my all-time favorite cover tunes ever recorded. All right, Coop, what's your number three? Um, so this one uh, was a song made very popular by Billy Joel in the 80s called We oh. Didn't Start the Fire. Oh. And it, was, and it was just covered by Fall Out Boy. Now, what Fall Out Boy did is Billy Joel took history up to 1989. Fall Out Boy continued, does a, content, a continuation to it to today, like to 2023. Um, but it's the same beat and the same vibe. It's just different lyrics. Um, they, they didn't, I don't, I think they were a little, they missed a few things. And Billy Joel kept it more in chronological order to some standpoint. Fall Out Boy did, but it's a very good cover. And, uh, you know, Billy Joel was actually blessed the cover, too. He was actually happy with it, so. That's pretty cool. I got Fallout Boy, yeah, check it out. My next one is, I know Scott is going to love this one. All right. Uh, my next one is uh, Van Halen covering the kinks. You've really got Oh, oh that's a, that's oh, a yeah. good one. That, oh, that yeah. is such a good one. I think I think it's great because um, yeah. I, it love, with it it's I love both versions of this song. That's, so Eruption yeah. is the intro. It, it, yeah. It, like Van Halen in the early days, I mean, I'm not a big heavy metal guy, but early Van Halen, come on. Oh, yeah. I, and, I became and more of a Hagar guy, but I really in recent years have appreciated what David Lee Roth did in those early years. Don't you so, think, Coop, the, the Kinks are like one of the most underrated 60s bands of all time? They they really are. Um um, you know, they have one of the best Christmas songs ever, too. Father Christmas is one of the best Father Christmas. Father Christmas. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but they really are. I mean, um, you know, they really haven't done much in the last, like, 20, 30 years. Well, but the dude, they're old. They're, I mean, they're old, but they, really after, like, the 80s, they didn't do much. A uh, couple of brothers in that band. Um, yeah, but the one of them's, like, out of, like, they had a fight, I think, too. Dave and uh, Ray Davies. Yeah, yeah, Dave's kind of on the outskirts. All right, Coop, number four. What's uh, your fourth? Uh, cover tune. I took a Beatles song, a Ooh. little more of a deeper cut of a Beatles song, and this became a deeper cut on this artist's uh, first album. Uh, the song is Tomorrow Never Knows, which is kind of very a psychedelic kind of vibe to the Beatles, and it was covered by Phil Collins on his first album called Face Value. Uh, and he, Phil Collins kind of keeps the psychedelic vibe to it. Uh, it's a very different song from Phil Collins, but he does a very admirable cover of that. Uh, I think it pays great respect to what the Beatles did with that. All right, very good. I'm going to go with uh, the song called Love Vigilantes. This was originally done by New Order back in 1985. Yes, okay, but, yeah, yeah. But covered by Iron and Wine in 2009. Matt, I know. I heard that cover. I know this one. You, oh, yeah. You like this one, right? Yes, I do love that song. It is a fantastic so cover good. of uh, the famous song by New Order. Uh, check that one out, Coop, when you've got some time. Yep. They did. A, he did a really good job on that song. All right, yep. what's your final one, Coop? Um, this one probably people don't know it's a cover, but it is. Uh, it's Frank Sinatra's My Way. Mm, it was originally yeah. based on some French song, right? Right. Uh, and then Paul Anker actually was the one who wrote it first. Um, and Paul Anker's actually recorded it as well, but it, it did go to Frank, uh, and it was a cover. And it really, again, I think it became Frank's signature song. So uh, I had to kind of put it on there uh, as that That's one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. My last one, Coop, is uh, another one that I think is here's an interesting one. You know the song Gangsters by the Specials? Yes. So, like a famous ska song from the second yeah, wave oh yeah. of ska. Well, that was yeah. actually a, a song called Al Capone by Prince Buster, but they sort oh, of yeah. changed it. Oh, oh, yeah. They changed it around. They added lyrics and they changed yeah. the name of it, and it became Gangsters 
uh, by the Specials, which is one of the greatest songs of all time. But it was it's a cover tune. And uh, a lot of people don't even know that it was a cover yeah. tune. So uh, kind of yeah. interesting one there. Yeah, I tried to stay out of a lot of the songs that were covered in the 60s. And one just point I'll make to people is in the 60s, it was very common for right. artists to pass songs around. And in the 70s, it all changed. But So I started to stay away from that because, like, respect, Louisa Franklin's respect is a cover, but it was, co- you know, it was, it was like I said, that was not uncommon for people to cover songs quite frequently. So Very good. All right, Scotty, yeah. do we have a entrant? For that question, question eight. We sure do. And there was actually quite a few people that mentioned this, so I went with the first one. And it's one that I actually really dig and like how dark and how much it turned is Disturbed's cover of The Sound of Silence. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. There there are a few good ones. The person that very dark cover, yeah. Yes, was Stephen Moses. Stephen that's a good one. Moses. Good job, Stephen. That's yeah, good, good one. Also, I like uh, that one. Um, what's the what's the Johnny Cash Josh hurt? That, hurt. A lot yeah. of people said that one. Yeah, that's then, a, yeah. that's another really good one. Yeah. yeah. The one I got um, is Rocket Man by My Morning Jacket. Oh right, that's yeah. A really Elton good John. Cover. Yeah, cover uh, Elton John. Yeah. yeah. I do like uh, I do like My Morning Jacket. All right, congratulations, Stephen. You were entered uh, to win. Two more questions, Coop. And that's it, and we're done. Coop, yep. question number nine. What has been the most significant story or stories in the cigar industry in 2023? All right. I have a bunch of these. I'm going to put the FDA aside on that one because that, that right. was a big decision, okay? All right. Um, and also, you know, kind of the regulations they want to do now on tobacco manufacturing facilities is big. But let's put the FDA aside because I think there were uh, – I have a few others that I think are really key. All right, good. Um. First and foremost was the Alec Bradley sale. Right. That's huge. It was huge. I mean, I'll tell you a story. Like, I won't say who sold me this. When I gave Alec Bradley number one cigar, someone called me up and said, uh, you're going to have a number one cigar, and you may have the most significant number one cigar. You, you may have given out the most significant number one cigar to a company that's going to be sold off. And I left. <laughs> so someone had some intel with that. <laughs> I didn't believe it. What did you um, What did you think of that sale? Uh. You know, I, I was really happy for those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's just a great American story that um, f- with all those guys, you know, the, for a family company to sell for that much money, um, STG at least on the surface right now, they seem like they're excited about Alec Bradley. You know, um, they came out with some releases at the show. I'm, I'm glad that the the Ruben boys are still involved. Um, yeah. for sure. I think John Lipson, he's one of the most exceptional guys I've met in the cigar industry. He's got a big role with Alec Bradley now. Um, he's a key guy for that brand as far as the brand manager goes. So I'm really happy for all those guys. Yeah, me too. I also feel like, um, it's kind of one of those rare things where the, the brand that they, that got acquired, it, um, had so much to offer the, the other side of sale as not just a a, a mark, you know, like it wasn't just a brand. They, they have, you know, a, a warehouse in Fort Lauderdale. They've got, a staff, they've got a whole lot of things that come with that besides just the Alec Bradley name. Yeah, they do. And it could have been very easy for STG to to smash that. Okay. Right. I've been on I've been involved with acquisitions on both sides. And I'm telling you that sometimes companies won't hesitate, especially when it comes to uh physical property, like, you know, getting rid of real estate and stuff like that. So and I talked to Justin, he was on our show a few months ago and I think STG recognized that they had a chance, you know, if they broke Alec Bradley, they would just 
break what they broke. So I think they obviously this change is happening. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think for the most part, I think they were a little more conscious of not kind of tearing the whole thing down like they've done with some of the other ones. It's a little bit like um, I guess the most comparable thing in recent history, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the most comparable acquisition is Swisher and Drew Estate, uh, sort of keeping that whole structure together uh, for the most part, uh, letting you know Drew Estate kind of continue on the way they were. Is I'm hoping that that's you know what we're going to see here as well with with this sale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I would love to review a fashion show if anyone can get me into one. As I saw these comments, huh? we can, maybe we could do that live. You know, have, yeah, uh, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I would love to do it. <laughs> I want to do like a Mr. Blackwell list and everything. So, yeah, cigar yeah. industry fashion. show. I like it. We got to do something on that. We should talk. Yeah. Yeah, we have Tommy Lazuka coming down in a new double-breasted blazer. Oh my god! Nick Perdomo, it is. Yeah. You know, I could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Scotty, who do we have as an entry into question number nine? All right, number nine, I chose BJ Brockett with his comment of celebrity slash outsiders actually being good. For example, Guy Fieri slash Metallica. Oh, nice. I had that as last year, but I, I definitely see it for sure. I agree. You know, I gotta make, can I make a comment on that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a year I old, did, but still, it's... Yeah, but but I have but I do have a comment on that because it's important. So I saw Cigar Journal just gave out a whole bunch of awards, and they gave a brand ambassador award to Marvin Samwell. Okay, but how does Guy Fieri not get that award for what mm -hmm. he's done? I mean, right. there's no bigger brand ambassador maybe in the history we've seen in the cigar business than Guy Fieri. Yeah. So so yeah, I was shocked that that nothing against Marvin, but Guy had Guy's taken that to another level even this year. So, I think yeah. uh, I think uh, James Hetfield's done a good job. Uh, he may not be as involved as Guy Fieri. Oh, great! But it, it's close. Uh, he's not been. He's kind of been doing it a little more of a passive way. He's on his, kind of been on doing his good, own. On his tour, yeah, on his album, his tour, yeah. So, so yeah, I think they have. And if you follow the Metallica forums and stuff, these these cigars are being talked about. Yeah, and I got guy, but Guy Fieri, to your point, he's he's literally showing up at you know smoking. Uh, events and you know, like smaller events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love yeah, to see Chaz James do some of that. Yeah, me too. I would like to see it. Chaz Palmateri's done it locally up in New York. It's a smaller uh, thing he's done, but it sounds like Chaz is going to be doing more stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. It kind of feels to me like uh, a little bit like, you know, Eric Espinoza has, has sort of cracked the code a little bit on this. Um, you know, uh, he. Not only is he, yeah, he's cracked the code, and his team has cracked the code on this. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Hector and Jack have done, and that whole sales team, right? I mean, just again, they've just executed. I thought it was brilliant how they this year took Guy around the floor of the trade show. Yeah. I think that was again. You talk about an ambassador. He was going around to different booths, and, and give Eric credit. He could have kept them in the booths the whole time, and he didn't. So, right. uh, so yeah, gotta give him credit on that. All right, Scotty, we are we already have that answer. That was BJ Brockett. Uh, you are entered, BJ. You're number nine on the list. All right, Coop, this is the last question on our 10 burning questions yep. for Cigar Coop. Coop, what is the best regional food? So you've got uh, – I'll give you just uh, some some examples, but they, you don't have to pick from these. You know, you got your Philly cheesesteaks. you got Italian beef in Chicago. you got pork green chili here in – Colorado, New Mexico, you got Cuban sandwiches in Florida, you got New York pizza 
<laughs> and then you got all kinds of other uh, regional foods. Coop, what do you think are some of the best, or if not the best, that you can that you can get from uh, regionally? Yeah, I'm, you know, one that doesn't get talked a lot about, but people do know about it, is New England lobster. Oh, uh, yeah, New right. England's got some amazing lobster. lobster. Yeah, I just saw um, Rafael Nodal had a lobster roll today, right? Um, which, but, you know, you go up into Maine, and I'm sure Carney, John Carney could talk about it. I've gone to Nova Scotia. The lobster is incredible up there. It's so flavorful. And, you know, they just they find different ways to re- to really uh, make it good. I've had a lobster cheesesteak, actually, which is pretty good. But lobster, lobster meat. And I, you think of, yeah, I actually that sounds seen amazing. That up in, yeah, it, it, it is really – you wouldn't think with the cheese it's good. But, but cheese and lobster go really well. There's something called lobster grilled cheese. I've given it to Juan Cancel, by the way. So he knows what lobster grilled cheese is all about. It's incredible. And I'm talking gobs of lobster meat, not just, you know, little thing in there. So now, I would put that in there as a, like really one off the radar. Uh, Coop, you might as well tell everybody. Just Let's just end the argument now. What is the best Philly cheesesteak you can get? John's roast pork. There you go, baby. John's I, roast I pork. Sent, I sent I, – I went to Eric and Jordan. I think they were nice. Guys, That's go right. check this place out. It's, a, it's, it's not the best-looking place. If this is not one of the best cheesesteaks you had, send me the bill. I will pay your bill. I will reimburse you. They, and they went, and uh, it, it is – you can get it through Gold Belly. I haven't tried to do it, though. I don't think it will be the same, but you can actually get it through Gold Belly uh, on John's Roast Pork. Now, I think the, the, the cool thing about John's Roast Pork is you sort of feel like you're at the new, at the soup Nazi you know, place. Like, Absolutely. When, when you go to order, you know, you're like super nervous because they're like, they're very harsh what? with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. But God, oh, man. But they, you know, they're chopping up they that, do. they're chopping up that uh, steak for you, you know, and it's the way they blend it together and it's so hot and good. Oh, man, yeah. there's nothing better. I don't think. It's amazing because they're known for their roast pork, and it's really good, right, that roast pork? But the cheesesteak is really what, what they got put on the map with. It won a lot of awards locally. And when you win the local Philadelphia awards, <coughs> that's a big deal. What's that um, you know, Italian beef's, an- yeah, yeah, Italian beef's another good one. Yeah, what about, uh, what about New York-style pizza? What's the best New York-style pizza? You know, I tend to say you're not going to get the best pizza in Manhattan. Uh, but you get that Brooklyn-style pizza in the outer boroughs. It's that thin crust pizza. You don't need toppings on it, but it's a big slice. Of, it's an extra large slice of pizza is what it is. Um, to me, if you you have to go into the outer boroughs, which is like Brooklyn, Queens, uh, Staten Island, the Bronx, and you'll get a much better pizza than in Manhattan um, is what I'll tell people. So, Are you? Uh, da- what do you think of uh, Dave Portnoy? I'm not a fan of his at all. I think he's a little. I think I think he's a little arrogant, um, if you ask me. Um, and he, uh, but I do like what I. But here's the thing: I like what he's done. When Dave Portnoy went to Staten Island, which is where I spent my teenage years, and was checking out all the pizza places I used to go to growing up, that was really cool. And what was really cool is he tended to like the ones that I liked. So like, I can put some of that arrogant piece aside and say, you know what? That's pretty cool. That he's going into these neighborhood pizza places. And these are true neighborhood pizza places that he went to, like in Staten Island. So I know he's doing that. I think it, I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean he has. Yes. I mean, regardless of what you think of the guy, he's he has done a lot for a lot of small businesses. You know, there's no doubt he, about he, that. It, he has, but he tends to mix that message a little. It's Barstool Sports that's done more for the small businesses, believe it or not. The pizza thing he, has he done owns some, Barstool but. Port. 
He owns, yeah, he but owns it's, a, it's, a, it's the Barstool Sports at a, at a corporate level has donated like almost $40 million. So it is like I, I don't think his pizza things have done that much, but it does give these pizza places some exposure. So it's a good thing. And now, Coop, you have had uh, pork green chili here in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and I could say I honestly would not get it anywhere else. It's a hard thing to find. Um, yeah. I would have to say, yeah, I mean, the places you took me to, uh, you and April took me to were great. Um, and I, I would say you can't get pork green chili anywhere else. Is, is no. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I, I've seen a couple of other places try it and it's, it's not the same. Um, yeah, it's gotta and be, then I hear people, well, it's not Texas. Thing. Yeah. And then they say, it's not, it's not Texas. It's, it's, it's a different animal than Texas chili. It's, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. Texas does chili uh, verde. It's not the same. Yeah, I did. I did have some green, some green chili in my recent trip to Texas, and it was admirable, but not Colorado level. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. I mean, that's sweet. We admirable. That it's again. Yeah. yeah, Colorado is definitely like. I mean, when I come, that's what I would be getting. I'd be eating pork green chili every night. I don't want to that next time. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Yep. Who's our final entry? All right, so. I'm actually going, as I'm sitting here with Connor, mm -hmm. I am going with Tanner Cole with his comment of Texas Barbecue. Oh, that's a good pick. Texas Barbecue. Congratulations, Tanner, not Connor. You are yeah. in. Yes, the not Connor. All right, so let's, yeah. uh, let's rewind just real quick before we pick our winner. Uh, on the uh, question, who's going to win the next championship in every sport? Coop picked the Braves in baseball, the Eagles in football, the Bucks in basketball, and the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL. Uh, we asked Coop, uh, the next in the next ten years, will the industry grow or shrink? He said, Coop said it's going to grow. Uh, we asked Coop number three question was, uh, will the changes in the PCA ultimately help or hurt? I think Coop said it's going to hurt a little bit more than it helps. Uh, are we being visited by intelligent life from outer space? Coop says emphatically, no, we are not. Uh, what companies are the most likely to be acquired in the upcoming years? Coop mentioned uh, Rocky Patel, possibly Davidoff. Uh, question number six was, on balance, is artificial intelligence a positive or a negative? Uh, Coop said negative. Uh, what current fashion trends does he like or not like? Coops were hilarious. He loves mini skirts. I think that's uh, we can take that's that away. That's the big takeaway that from all the, of that. That is, is the that big takeaway. Coop is a mini skirt yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Coop had some great um, cover songs. One that we both agreed on was "Valerie" by Amy Winehouse. Uh, yeah. Covering the Zootons from 2006, which most people amazing don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what has been the most significant story in the cigar industry? Coop brought up the Alec and Bradley sale, uh, which is obviously a, a huge one, and then his best regional food, Coop. Preferred, what was the one that you preferred? New England oh, lobster. It was lobster. Yeah, it was lobster. Sorry, yeah. I got. I yeah. actually wrote that down. Yeah. All right, uh, Scotty, let's go through our ten, and then I will pick a random number between one and ten, and we'll have a winner. All right. So we've got Michael Barnes, Randy Harrison, Steve Toth, Jimmy Burster, Alex Malman, Mark Burns, Mike Hakens, Stephen Moses, B.J. Brockett. And Tanner Cole. All right, here I go. I have uh, my uh, random.org number generator up. I will click and generate a number, and that number is... Da, 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 Drum da, da. roll. 
You got a drum roll over there? I don't, but I'm just pretending that I I did that. All right. Uh, The random number that was brought up, Scotty. Yes. Was the number two. The number two, Randy Harrison. Whoa, Randy Harrison. There There she goes. She's a a winner. She's won lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's always on. She's always part. She's a big part of Dojo. She loves it. She's been out to a lot of my events with the Mobile Cigar Lounge as well. I love Randy. Yeah, she did great. Uh, You are the winner. I will get you your 20 premium cigars directly from Jordan's humidor. Um, (laughs) Coop, uh, I got to thank you so much for taking the time being with us on Smoke Night Live, my friend. Always an honor. Thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun, actually, so... These Coop, are great you, questions. You've, you've always got great answers, and that's why we have you on the show. <laughs> we got to do a special thanks to our good buddy Matt Hall. For great job, great the job. Show tonight, Matt. You did so Wallace. well. We're ninety percent of the way there, Matt. Ninety percent of the way there. Right, one more button to push. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't end it yet. Uh, everybody, thank uh, Coop. Uh, give him a look. Uh, you got to go to cigar coopcom Check out what's going on. Coop's got you got a million different shows you got your big primetime show tell everybody how to to watch and listen coop uh just go to scar-coop.com uh you'll get all of our news our reviews and the links to all of our shows uh follow us on twitter scar the scoop scar the scar coop.com on that's on wait, wait cigar- that's cigar under Score coop. In that case, yeah. it's different than the website, which is cigar hyphen. Hyphen. So yeah. Make sure hyphen, you get yeah. those those right. Yeah. 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 And so what you else? Can check us out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, you got no any TikTok. shows? No you TikTok. Any... <laughs> no, no TikTok. You got any shows coming up this week that we can that we can? Uh... Uh, we we are having a media panel show on uh, Thursday. Uh, I know we. I'm, I know you couldn't make it. You had something going on. But um, what I'm saying is, we're trying. I'm trying to change the media panel shows a little more to do topics that we've not really hit before that have not been hit so i'm not trying to go oh what's happening at pca type of thing i'm trying to move so there's gonna be some different topics on this thing is what i'll promise people um you know just i think that haven't been discussed in the media before related to the cigar business and then we're going to be doing cigar celebrity death match again on uh oh nice on that. So, yeah I so love it. that's always fun. yeah all right thank you coop so much uh don't go away by the way uh talk to you yeah. after the show Guys, on Flavor Odyssey, it's a wild card episode. Uh, we've been doing emerging brands. So we did West Tampa, Scotty. Yep. We did Cavalier. We did Black Star Line. And we did Ferriotego. Uh, we found the best pairings for all of those. There will be a wild card edition that will have something to do with all of that uh, on Wednesday. Actually, I won't be around because I'm heading down to Florida. We're going to do an event with. Um, with Jack Hire uh, in the Keys, in the Florida Keys, so that's going to be a ton of fun. I'll try to oh, do uh, some, some, uh, you know, some social media. The and sacrifices stuff. you make for the industry. Oh my goodness, I mean, him and I him just and Key West. Thank you for yeah. everything you do. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Keys this time of year. I, how are you going to make it? It's a. I've never it, been there. Yeah, it's a rough. It, I've never been there either. It's just going to be my first yeah. trip to the Keys, so I'm kind of curious to see what that's all about. That'll be a ton of fun. And then get this, guys. A week from tonight on Smoke Night Live, I won't be here because I'll be with Jack in the Keys, but Flavor Odyssey hosts Robbie and Randy will be taking over for me on Smoke Night Live, and our special guest will be none other than Pete Johnson. Yes, that's right, because it's October and Halloween's coming up. Oh, it's officially spooky season. So it's officially spooky season. Pete Johnson will be talking about the new face release and and then also be kind of talking about how the... uh, the NFT 
uh, went down, which was a massive success between uh, him and Abe at Smoke In. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be reviewing all of that on Smoke Night Live next week. Uh, tonight, guys, grab your phone, get on dojoverse.com, check into the cigars that you're smoking, share the drinks that you're drinking with your cigars, and also do a little hashtag now playing. Maybe you can listen to some of those cover songs that me and Coop brought up earlier in the show because I'm curious to see what you guys think of the damned version of Alone Again or probably one of the greatest French horn uh, segments of a song you've ever heard in your life. Until next week, remember... Never, Never smoke, smoke alone. alone.